Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. This is number 227. Uh, thank you to FXR and Race Tech for making things happen for this show. Pulp MX30 is the code to save at FXR Racing, and also Pulp24 is the code to save with Race Tech. So get, get some new gear. And then get your bike service, suspension-wise, and look really good doing it. Uh, so use those codes to save. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Firepower and Roost. We'll tell you more about them later. But Maxxis Tires, PRMX, uh, as well as the uh, Mad Parts Kawasaki team using Maxxis Tires out there. The soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires are really, really good. They're new for the folks at Maxxis, and the riders seem to like them. We had Derek Rankin in studio talking about it as well. Maxxis Tires, Maxxis.com. Great mountain bike tires, as you people should know by now. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis, Firepower, Roost, and most importantly, FXR and Racetech as well. Here's TJ Albright, New York kid, uh, putting in the main events, uh, riding really well. Besides making the main events, he's moving forward a lot out there in heat races and mains. And so, um, yeah, he's doing really well. So I thought I'd reach out and, and touch base with him and, and see what's up for 2024 and all of that. So uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Here's TJ Albright. All right, everybody. Next up here on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Live podcast, a true privateer who's uh, really picked it up this year and uh, looks good, looks back to a, an old level that he's been at before. It's TJ Albright. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries, man. I appreciate it. And what's funny is you, you know, I didn't know that you were a listener, but like you told me you're listening a little bit. So yeah, we had some TJ Albright like arguments uh, versus Talon Hawkins. We, yeah, you've been the source of some discussion on our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a big time listener, and like I was actually when when you reached out to me the other day, um, I was actually like thinking about it. Like I was listening to Pulp like way before I ever even like thought I was going to be a pro supercross racer. Right. So like <laughs> when for me, like, well, even like, it sounds like kind of corny or cliche, but like when I hear my name, like mentioned, whether it's the fantasy pod mm -hmm. or something like that, it's like, it's almost like it's a cool feeling. Right. Cause like, it's like you're growing up playing football yeah. in high school. And then like, realistically, like you're kind of like the ESPN of our sport. <laughs> and like when you, like if you were a football player, you yeah. know, yeah. you get drafted to a D one school and they mention your name on ESPN. It's kind of like, you know, okay, like we're, we're doing something good. So yeah. it's definitely cool. And yeah, I'm a big time listener. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny that, um, uh, yeah, that way. And then we, you know, nothing against Talon Hawkins. He seems like a good kid. Yeah, but yeah, we JT and I have argued about it a little bit. I've promoted you on the fantasy pod and everything else, so um, it works really well. Um, but overall, we'll get into the individual races a little bit. Have you been happy? I mean, you got you didn't make the triple crown, but you definitely could have. You did no fault of your own. In second corner there, you were kind of in spot, and guys crashed and you went down. But yeah, man, it's been a good good season for you. Yeah, it it's been good. Uh, I had a really good off season um, past past years i was dealt with injuries and kind of always felt that i was just coming back coming back coming back and you know would get get to a certain level and then it would be another injury and then work my way back up get to a certain level injury mm -hmm. where with this off season and i was able to ride majority of last summer whether i was racing or i wasn't racing i was still you know logging laps getting seat time so i mm -hmm. think that really helped me a lot and then this off season was really good at MTF. You know, we have a really good crew to ride with. So, uh, and we get to ride with the star guys. So, um, I was really confident coming into the season. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like, you know, we went to a one and I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how the tracks are going to be. I never even been to California before, you know, going to a one this year doing West coast, which kind of came together late. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the season. I'm definitely bummed on, you know, because I truly, I go to the races to be a main event guy mm -hmm. and, you know, with not making the night, sh not even making the night show at San Francisco was, you know, like <laughs> I flew my, I flew home and went straight to the track and rode. And I was like, okay, like I still know how to ride a dirt bike. Like it was just a fluke deal, you know, cause you start like being like, oh, maybe yeah. you're just not good, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, yeah, a two was, was definitely a, a bummer. Um, I wanted to make the triple crown cause really you get, it's kind of like three mains with those guys yeah. getting experience, getting exposure. And, you know, instead of just, you know, the normal one main that you get mm -hmm. so that, you know, that was a bummer, but with the season, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, you know, now we got a little break and yeah, gonna, gonna do some 450 racing and, you know, get ready for Seattle. Oh, nice. You're going to jump in four fifties. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The main, the main, the main thing is, is, uh, I rode, I've never ridden a 450 on Supercross. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my first day on it was yesterday. Okay. And it was very, very humbling. (laughs) Um, like very humbling. Yeah. But, uh, the main reason to do it, honestly, is to try to earn a spot in your Denver race. And, um, yeah, Yeah. it's just to, you know, if you could be a five to 10 guy on the LCQ at six, seven races, you know, I think that's good enough to get a spot. Yeah. Some points. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you can do that, plus, uh, you know, they upped the purse money a few years ago for LCQs and stuff. So, you know, there's a little bit of money to be made as well for a guy like you. Yeah. Um, hey, let's go back to San Francisco for a second. And we were talking about this on our shows. Horrible mud race. They canceled the practices after one. You're from New York, so you can ride the mud. Um, what happened in the first session? And like, you didn't even make the night show. And then like, you know, did you just roll around in this first session and you screwed up and you're like, oh, I'll get it next time? Or like, what sort of happened there? And then take us through them canceling it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really don't know what to say. So, um, I had, I had an issue in the first practice. Okay. Um, and right lap one, I knew like right away what it was. And so it's kind of like, I was saying to myself the whole first practice, cause you kind of have a feeling, right? Like, uh, you have a feeling that they're not going to yeah. do any more practices. Yeah. Yep. And so the whole practice I was saying to myself, I was like, you know, I flew to California. I flew all the way to San Francisco <laughs> to not make this night show. Cause I knew, right. Okay, like the B yeah, times, yeah, yeah. B times are fast. Yeah. And you know, I just, I had an issue that like, I wasn't, I was double wheel rolling everything. Like oh, I okay. didn't get, okay. didn't get air yep. off any jump. And I was like, man, like this really, really sucks. So then I went back to the truck and the whole time um, they're like, oh, we're doing practice. We're doing practice. We're doing practice. I see the B guys go up and I'm like, it's going to be hard. But yeah, I did not fly out here to not make this night show. Yeah. I mean, I and, feel like had there been, a, even though you, the times, because the track was better, the times are faster. I feel like you still could have made the night show, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, you know, I'm, dr- I'm riding up to the gate and i see someone from the i think it was like greco or something mm-hmm. he was riding back and he like he had a big smile on his face right because he was b practice yeah and he had a big smile on his face uh. and he like uh gave me like a sign that like practice was over and i literally said i was like no yeah like no and i kept it was a long ride up there and i just kept riding to the tunnel riding to the tunnel and then yeah. i get there and everybody left and i made sure i asked uh starling's dad i was like are you for sure done? He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's such a bummer. Dude, they can't do uh, that. They just can't. I I don't know. They, I mean, look, you you had a bike problem anyways. So like, it was one of those things. I just, they can't, you know, Justin Hill didn't make the night show either. I don't know, man. I can't, you know, they got to tell you guys, Hey man, my teammate didn't make the night show neither. Simonson. And you know, he put it in the main this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. They got to They got to tell the dudes like, Hey man, we may cancel the practices. So just FYI, you know, just, I mean, again, it wouldn't have mattered. You had a bike problem, but I, I yeah. to just be like, Nope. Yeah, we're done. Oh, I didn't like that at all. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, after the weekend I, or like while it, the race was going on, I was like, yeah, I'd love to be out there, but man, that just doesn't really look fun. But mm-hmm. what's cool about it is it's a mud race. You never yep. really know what could happen and you can get a good result. You can get some SMX yeah. points. Yeah. But, you know, when you know, your bike's trashed and stuff like that, then mm-hmm. it's like, ah, uh, like, you know, maybe it's just a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because, like, again, you're from New York. You can ride the mud. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, you I would grew up okay. racing. Right. Every weekend it was most likely a mud race. Yeah, yeah. And then A2, uh, LCQ time, um, you know, you're in, like, third or fourth coming around the, the, the second turn, and guys collide in front of you, and there's nowhere for you to go, and that's all she wrote there. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I guess the, the, the point of that is, like, you should have got in the top 18, but I feel like you definitely would have made it, you know? But. Yeah, the, the, the A2 one was tough to, like, a tough pill to swallow, right? Because, yeah. you know, at the end of the, like, I felt like it wasn't my fault, mm-hmm. but I also put myself in that position, yeah. so I have yep. to take that one on the chin. Um, but it was, like, one of those things where, like, I was like, man, I only needed like three more tenths in practice to put me in. Mm-hmm. And then like if all year this year, like when I'm sitting on the gate for the LCQ, 
it, or not, I shouldn't say all year because A1, I kind of really didn't know where, where you st- stand up, but getting the LCQ win in uh, A1 and then all the other LCQ or the other two LCQs I've been in this year, it's like, I mean, I'm on the gate. It's like, okay, I know what I have to do to get in. I just need to start, get through the first, you know, one or mm-hmm. two laps clean. And then I can, if I'm, if I'm sixth, seventh, eighth, I can pick my way off to the front. And then that's kind of what I was doing. I was just being super cautious at the top of that berm. And it before I knew it, I was on the ground. Yeah. Well, welcome to life in the LCQs, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're on Rock River Yamaha, uh, and like you are from New York. Uh, why? And you mentioned it was a last-second thing. Why west and not east for a guy like you? So originally, Bobby from Rock River, who's the team manager, um, he messaged me uh, end of October, beginning of November to do um, – arena cross like the one that uh kp and Brees are doing yep for rock river and then i was like yeah like i'm interested i that's how i got my supercross license mm-hmm. was from uh ricky carmichael's road arena cross and then uh so i was like yeah like i'm in and like two or three weeks later he called me and he was like hey like it's a it's not gonna go through blah 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 and i was like well do you have anything for supercross and he was like, well, I have a West guy, but I don't know if he's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Welton was supposed to do West, but then with his knee surgeries, I don't know oh, if he okay. was going to be ready. Yep. And then I was like, I'll do it. And then it all got finalized like beginning of December. Okay. So that's yeah. really the only reason I did West is kind of, because other than that, I was going to go do East on my own with, uh, yeah, just like out of my van. Yep. And then I was like, uh, they have a west spot so i'll just you know i never done west and i was yeah. like I might as well give it a go so what do you think of the the i mean look two of the mutters were not any in 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 uh indicted of the west coast but what do you think of the dirt and the tracks out here um so like i i'm a pretty like i'm taller right like yep. i'm six two so right. i'm a really good like whoop rider and always previously on the west it's like big whoops big whoops normally yep. because they hold up yep and like i was talking to uh brian johnson at mtf and he was like you know i think it's really gonna west will really benefit you blah blah blah, blah. and then when we get these only nine whoops it's kind of <laughs> like you yep. know whatever but the i was actually impressed because i thought the tracks i pictured every single weekend was going to be like how glendale was this weekend okay yep but yeah yeah, like A1 was ready. A2 was probably the gnarliest Supercross track I've yeah. ever ridden outside of, like, Daytona, um, like, roughness-wise. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, like, I am I was actually really impressed with how, like, not hard-packed every single yeah. round was. But, again, yeah, we that, had two mutters, so. No, but even, dude, back in the day, like, in my mechanicing days, they used to be hard-packed and slippery, and then the, the, the moisture would come up at night, and it would get even worse. And it was typical California hard pack, and man, yeah, like it all depends on the weather, where they store the dirt, where they store the dirt, the Monster Jam stuff. That we haven't had like old school California for a while, and and you're right, a two like some of those breaking bumps. I, I, the one after you cross the uh, after you go to the finish, you make a left, and you do just a little double, and then you make another left. There were some breaking bumps after the landing of that double that looked like an outdoor moto one. Like it was rough. You could watch guys' bikes; they were just getting slammed in there. So yeah, the the dirt's different you know, than it used to be. So, yeah. And like with that kind of stuff, like bike setup was real. like even this past weekend in Glendale bike setup was like, I struggled with bike setup all day because mm-hmm. like, for instance, like this past weekend, it was a finish line left super cross triple. And then that rhythm, like the three yeah, on three off three on. Yeah. Yeah. Then that three, three was like super steep and peaky. So like, I'm like, man, I really want to stiffen my stuff up for there. But then the rest of the track, I was like, but I'm fighting traction so hard mm-hmm. that if I go any stiffer, it's going to, you know, screw yeah. me up the rest of the track. So it kind of like, that's the difficult part that I feel the past couple, like from, for West coast or yeah. East coast, you know, like it's, it's soft. Like the whole track is soft. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is, uh, it is different. You're right. Uh, it's good to see, though, how well you're riding. It is different, right, TJ? Like, last year you got injured. I think you came in halfway through the series or something or later on in the series. Mm-hmm. It didn't go as well as you'd like to. It's different when you come in prepared, you're ready. And, like, basically, like, okay, San Francisco and, and, and A2 we covered. But for you, I mean, you qualify in the top 22 almost all the time. You're, 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 you're fighting in the main events. Like, it's got to be, for you, an attitude of, like, 
Like, yeah, I'm in the LCQ, or yeah, I didn't make the Fast 18 for a Triple Crown, but like, I belong there, and that makes a whole difference, doesn't it? The mental attitude of like, I know I belong in that in that race. Yeah, exactly. Like um, when I'm sitting on the gate for practice or whatever, um, whether it's the heat race or the LCQ or even like the main, like I have, it's almost different than previous years where previous years, yes, did I think at, you know, at certain rounds that I was a main event guy? Yeah, like at certain rounds I was riding good and would put in good practice times and, you know, I've made main events before. Yep. Um, but this year it's just, when you have a solid off season, it helps so much just with, Mm -hmm. you know, you're never really coming from behind the eight ball. And like last year, I literally, I got hurt the Wednesday before Houston. So, uh, I was down riding at moto sandbox Mm -hmm. and, uh, Cause like we got rain at MTF. So I got super greedy and was like, Oh, like I need to ride. I need to ride. Yep. And you know, drove down four hours down there to ride. And it was the last lap of my last moto oh. wash, <laughs> wash the front end, tore my meniscus and cracked my tibia. And so then I'm, I'm out until I was out to, I really, it was a 12 week injury and I raced, uh, Detroit or no, I raced Indianapolis at the six week mark. Okay. And I really like, wasn't ready, but I was like, you know, like I can race Indy and I can race Detroit. And then I have two weeks off before Atlanta Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I should be fine. And then I went to Atlanta made the main there, which was good, but you know, I still was kind of behind, but then like this year has been just, you know, really, we had a plan at the beginning of the year, just or at beginning of the year. I mean like October time of just like taking, taking it slow and only, you know, you can only get so much better each day or there's some days you might not even get better. So you have to, you know, take the off season slow and, you know, you Mm -hmm. be there, you know, half of the battle through the off season is just staying healthy. Yeah. Um, the, the rock river Yamaha guys, is that a situation where you're paying your travel, um, and they're supplying bikes. Um, it's sort of a, it's, it's a, it's a ride, but it's not right. Like, uh, how, and they, they, you pay the mechanic or they pay the mechanic. And, and how does that kind of work for our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they supply like bikes, parts, transportation, everything, everything along those lines. Mm-hmm. I am, I am responsible for, um, my travel hotels, yeah. um, race entries, and I am, uh, have to have my own mechanic. So I actually, I have a really good mechanic. Um, so that's, that's, that's another thing too, this year, like before it was, you know, I was doing everything straight out of van life. (laughs) Yeah. Like my girlfriend would take me to the gate and, you know, we'd have to ask someone to set my whole shot device. And so like, I have a lot more like off of my plate this Mm -hmm. year, which is really nice. And I think that helps a lot too. Um, like during the week in previous years, like, on a Yamaha, I have to do um, cam chains like every five hours yeah. just for preventable maintenance. So I was, you know, that's something I have to add into my week. Or mm-hmm. if I my bike needs a top end, I have to do that. Yep. And uh, you know, I, it's good that I know how to like do all like engine maintenance, like a crank transmission. Mm-hmm top end cam chain but it also sucks because like it's taken away from like recovery or training or something like that um but you know if you know how to do it you're not going to pay somebody to do it so uh yeah it's it's definitely a they it's a big help having you know the rock river team and you know everything like that um but yeah i still am responsible for uh basically everything to go racing besides, you know, bikes and parts and transportation. Yeah. And how how about, uh, how about your guy Simonson putting in the 450, uh, in the main event? I I went and looked at it. That was the first 450 main event he's made on a 450. He made some on two fifties, uh, last year, but that was his first main event on a 450. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. We, I had a, I had a red eye, uh, saturday night and mm-hmm. he had a red eye too and i got off the track because i had a check uh suspension so like i okay. was kind of stressing no, stressing yeah. all day right and we were, he was supposed to ride with me to the airport and i got off the track from the main and i was like i don't know if he planned on making the main or what <laughs> but like i'm sorry but dude i gotta i gotta leave him so i just left him at the track and i think he found a ride but uh yeah that it, it was cool it's that like that kind of stuff is really good for the team to have two guys or a guy in each class yeah. in the main for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was definitely cool that he made the main. Yeah, absolutely. It it is cool. He's a good dude. Uh, we cut his hair for that Denver race, and yeah, 
So that was that was nice. Um, by the way, Firepower Parts, uh, please check it out, firepowerparts.com. Uh, get it at your local dealer or WPS, uh, whether it's featherweight lithium batteries, whether it's chains made in Japan, whether it is uh, oil made by a leading OEM manufacturer. Check out firepowerparts.com. Of course, Max Anstey, Dean Wilson, Firepower guys. Uh, FXR also, that's a team deal, right? You wear FXR, and that's through the team, Rock River? Yep. 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 And so does Brad bring you gear every weekend? Do I need to yell at him? Do you have enough gear? Oh, I got I got plenty of gear. Brad Brad's really good, okay. and FXR hooks it up. And right. the stuff is actually—it's the first time I've ever wore a different gear company in my life because I've always previously wore something else. And it's—I was actually like really really impressed with how good and fitting the gear like is. Like it's yeah. good good stuff. It is. It, it, they've come a long way for sure. Uh, FXRRacing.com. Pulp Thirty is the code to say with those guys. Thank you to FXR for helping out this podcast and, and Race Tech as well. Of course, love the guys at Race Tech. Uh, Pulp Twenty Four is a code to save with with them. Um, yeah, I, I do like for for a guy like you. Uh, you know, MTF isn't cheap, and travel to the races and the mechanic isn't cheap. Um, you know, but it, you almost like. Um, you know, like Nagy, right? Nagy's sleeping in his van. He's doing all his own work. Um, you know, he's getting the main event here and there. And even you back in the day or, or you know, some guys. And I don't know, TJ, like, I mean, I, look, I was, a, I was a mechanic for a long time, so I see that side of it. Like, I, I don't know if van life and all your own expenses, but you call your own shots and you save money that way and you don't have a place to ride during the week. Um yeah, I don't know if it's the right way to do it. I get it. It's not cheap what you're doing, but it's the right way, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like being a privateer, There's, it's definitely a fine line, right? Because you want to go to the race to do good. So in order to do good, you, in order to do good at anything in life, right? Like you, you have to spend money. Yeah, invest in so, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have to invest in yourself and – but there is a fine line to where you can go overboard, mm-hmm. but then you don't want to cut corners because normally when you're cutting corners with stuff, like if you're like, oh, well, this guy says he can do my suspension yeah, or my yeah, engine for yeah. this price, but then it's blown up in the face of a Supercross triple, like then you're cutting corners where you shouldn't be. So it's I think it's taken me and like my dad and my family a little while to like figure out, okay, where you know, if we save up from this to put it over here, it's going to benefit us in the long run or just finding out where you can spend your money. But it's like the training facility part of it for me, I think is kind of like a no brainer. Yep. I mean, especially with MTF, I think little Brian is a really, really good super, really good trainer. Mm -hmm. He's like on Supercross. He's, you know, he's been there. He's done it. Like he was very, very good. So, he has a good way of explaining, you know, something to where like, if I hear it from somebody else, it's kind of like, yeah, but you know, yeah, I don't really know what you're saying. Cause you didn't ride, but he has a way of explaining it from like the way I see it through my goggles, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a good thing. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that I think the training facility is like really important, whether where, wherever you are, right? Like a lot of these places out here are good, but a lot of it too, is you have to have a bond and a trust with the trainer of the place you are. And I have that with little Brian. So that makes it, you know, easier because, you know, yes, there's times where I don't want to do what he tells me, you know, if he says, you know, we have two 20 lappers today, I'm like, dude, like, I really don't like you today, but I <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. I know it's all for like my best interest yeah. and he just wants to see me do good. So it's, it's a, it's all a fine line. So it's kind of like, uh, I didn't realize that like Brian is part of the deal. I thought maybe you just show up, you rent the spot and then you do your laps or whatever, but it's, that's all part of the deal is training with Brian and on and off the bike and all that uh, or is that like extra for that part of it or that's part of mtf fees uh nope that's all it's all it's all together okay. so we have a gym trainer jacob mm-hmm. and then uh little brian does like the supercross training and yep. then colleen is on outdoors uh which this is like my third year at mtf um and i've never trained with colleen one time which is like weird to say right yeah, like, i've for never sure. i've been there three years and i've never trained with her um <laughs> It's just little Brian does the soup. Little Brian kind of handles like the pros yep. and the supercross stuff. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, did, did, didn't you ride a sandbox for a while? Or am I thought thinking about that? Like, I, like, didn't you have a spot there or no? 
I'm no, I okay. I never went to never been at Sandbox permanently. I went down there to ride. Yeah, like, like you said, just right, if right. we get like rain or something like yeah. that. But no, I've never. I thought you there. were one of those guys. One time somebody said, "Oh, Albright's here," but maybe not. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, Colleen's a. You know, and there's some great stories about Colleen from Davey back in the day. So I'm sure you've heard. Yeah, of I've heard. I kind of, of like. What's crazy is I kind of wanted to like experience it because I trained at the goat farm before uh, Star bought it. Okay. So like I had Je- like I had Genie, and uh, like I kind of wanted to experience both sides of it to see like who was more gnarly. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't get to. Yeah. So you're gonna do 450. When are you gonna start that? You're gonna do it in Dallas. Uh, Arlington. Or? Oh, you're gonna yep. do it in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then and go and see how you do from there. That's that's it'll be interesting. Have you noticed uh, since like uh, the extra money in the 250 class they put in a couple of years ago for SMX? You know, Kumbaya. Everybody's uh, happy now. Feldon MX Sports has that helped a lot. Have you have you noticed that? Um, yeah, it, it's definitely you know, and like it's so it's basically for a main event. It, I remember the first main I made was um, Arlington 2019 and. Uh, I got 19th and it was $910. Yeah. So it's 300 bucks uh, to race. So yeah, yeah, it's 300 bucks to race. And then, you know, 400 for your hotel, 500 in gas, you know, and uh, $60 for an eject system for your helmet. And uh, this past weekend I got 17th, I think. And it was like 2040. Yeah. So it's like an $1,100 difference, which, you know, or a thousand dollar difference, $1,100 difference, which it definitely helps. Right. Like, Um, do, do I wish we were making more money? Do I think we, all of the guys out there risking their lives on supercross tracks every weekend mm-hmm. should make more money a hundred percent, but our sports really like, we have to be you know realistic and we're just not there. Like no. yeah. I've seen this thing of when we were on NBC for Detroit, it was like 700,000 viewers and people were like, Oh, that's so good. But could you imagine if an NFL game got seven hundred thousand dollars? I'd be like, "What are we doing wrong?" Dude, not only that, <laughs> just just even IndyCar or darts. I I, yeah. did, I did a story a few years ago, like darts and uh, what's the fucking game where you throw the the um, the sand sandbags? Cornhole. Oh, cornhole. Yeah, cornhole was like crushing our sport in numbers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, it is. We love it. We live it. But it. Yeah, people don't care that much, man. They really don't. Yeah, more um, people watching those dogs run around and jump over yeah. sticks than freaking to- watch Eli Tomac. Then watch you jump over jumps. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you heard the Pulp Show on Monday. Uh, our guy Philip, your fellow New Yorker, uh, did you did you end up tripling that? What he was talking about at the end of the rhythm? No, was, no I, it must be okay. it must be a New York thing because yeah. from <laughs> first lap, I from first lap, I literally said fuck this like i'm not doing it yeah yeah he he was not happy with it although like it did seem that the face was a little jacked up so there was that he did have some excuse on that so yeah um do you have uh uh i mean you're a lot, lot younger than philip do you have any run-ins with him in new york area um not in new york uh i remember like my first year racing uh there's this track called Clavrack and I got a pair of Phil's goggles. Oh, nice. But uh yeah, but he was I went up and rode uh the Triumph track. Okay. Um, oh yeah, he was a there. few times this off season. Yep. And yeah, him and J Mart were there and he's what's crazy like I'm like when he talks or something like that, like I feel like I'm just like at like a family, you know, family Christmas party or, because it's <laughs> yeah, just like it's just, it's just normal but yeah. he's the same person on all of your shows that he yeah. is you know at the track like he's you know yeah it's, it's he always looks totally. pissed off and he's you know everyone or he's cursing at everyone and there's always like someone I think was on it was uh the um pro circuit podcast after Detroit mm-hmm. when Scuba was saying when he went and because j mart and jaleek were jumping the whoops or something like yeah, that and phil yeah. went and hammered in a stick like i re- when i was listening to that i literally started laughing because i just pictured <laughs> what phil was saying in that moment because i was there that day yeah 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 exactly right that's 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 him for sure uh it, it is um it's interesting our listeners love him man they just love him and so i gotta have him on every week it seems like even though he gets himself in trouble with yamaha or with the track coup or whatever you know so. Yeah, but he's just being like the the good part is is he's just being real. Like that's just yeah. who he is, you know. No. Like it's not an act, it's not nothing. It's just he's just he's from New York and he's going to tell you his <laughs> what he thinks. Yeah. No, for sure, absolutely. Um hey, also uh I was going to ask you about the uh the 450 side of things. Do you uh do you have much time to test for your bike? Do you suspension-wise or motor-wise or is it like hey, I got I got an exhaust and a suspension and we're going racing? Uh yeah, I got 
Um, no exhaust yet. Um, I'll probably take an exhaust home mm-hmm. from the weekend or from Arlington. Um, but I got suspension. Um, I'm on the PSF one, the air stuff that I actually like a lot. Um, so I got a setting that I'm going to ride this week and then kind of go from there. And then yeah. if I want to go a little stiffer, then I'll bring it to my suspension guy. Um, but, uh, other than that, it's kind of just, you know, yeah bolting a few Wing, things it, on yeah. and going racing yeah so you like the air stuff you're a fan of it yeah i really like it uh when i was on ktms when i first turned pro mm-hmm. like they come stock with air yep and i hated it like i did not like it if i felt kind of like it was all or nothing yeah and then my suspension guy built me a set of air and i was like dude like i really don't like air he was like just just try it just try yep. it so i built it for me and i loved it instantly and i've been on it since I feel like it's going away a little bit, you know, like a lot of guys are going off of it, but then, you know, like mm-hmm. there's guys like Dylan and, and star guys, they're still on it. Yep. They love it. Like, you know, um, it does seem hit and miss to, to whether guys like it and whether they have that feel they need on the low speed stuff. Yeah. You know, but working for you. So that, I guess, that's, yeah, that's yeah. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I have a lot of trust in it too, which yep. I think that's like a mental thing where you kind of, you know, like it more. So, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have no issues with it. So, uh, SMX points, you're looking at those, you're, you're trying to see if that can work and, and you can put you into this, into this thing at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. That's, you know, one of the goals from the beginning of the year was to get in, you know, you're, you're probably not like a guy like me, probably not going to be in the 20 seated. So it's mm-hmm. going to kind of be like an LCQ thing, yep. but that's definitely, you know, a goal of mine and, you know, uh, the money, you know, the money helps yeah. even the LCQ has a pay and it's like, it's good to just be racing, right? Like to have those extra races at the end of the year. Yep. That's kind of why I'm doing, well, I'm doing the 450 thing a lot to try to get into the Denver race. And then also, you know, just to stay racing and stay having a, a an income come in and, you know, stuff like that. So you haven't done a lot of nationals the last little while, uh, and I know you know all the same reasons we talk about on the show is expensive and they don't pay that well. But you may have to start doing some looking at SMX stuff. You may have to line up for some East Coast stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the outdoor nationals are tough, right? Because like mm-hmm. privateer wise, even with like the help from Rock River and stuff, like it's still a lot of work on my end, like yeah. during the week and everything like that. And like the past couple years with injuries and stuff, like. I would just go home and get a job or work for my dad. Like one, one summer I was an apprentice for a union, uh, doing refractory work. And like, I was working in a lime plant or a, a paper plant, just like, uh, rebricking the kilns. And you know, when you're doing that, you're like, man, I would love to do a 30 minute photo right now. <laughs> yeah. Really? But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like when you're doing manual labor and stuff like that, like, yeah, I, I was working nights, 7 PM to 7 AM. So, uh, like the pay is really good. Like I remember there was like three weeks, three or four weeks in a row where I was making like 2,500 bucks. I was like, Oh, this is great. Like I'm never riding outdoors again. <laughs> and then you know, seven yeah. weeks into a job and you're just like, man, I really just want to do a 30. But, uh, yeah, yeah. probably going to have to do some outdoors, even though, you know, yeah. it's not really what I would like to do. But, you know, uh, my goal is to be an SMX. And if that's what it takes, yeah. then that's what I'm going to have to do. I mean, you can almost do four for the outdoors to save yourself a bit of money against racing factory bikes and the maintenance. And then maybe you do well enough outdoors at 450s. Now you're an alternate in either class. You know, and, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, dude, you know how it was. They went down pretty far, even if the even out of the LCQ guys to grab guys mm-hmm. who wanted to do it. You know, so, yeah, yeah. It's always something to look into. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, the money the money's pretty good, and you know, if you can swing it uh, and get in the main event, even better, right? I mean, there there, there is that. Um, by the way, I want to thank the folks at Roost MX. Uh, Pulp Nation is a code to save with Roost MX. Uh, they got pre printed backgrounds and and. Pitch shirts and, and collared shirts and, and all of that stuff. Wraps, of course. Uh, Pulp Nation is a code to save. they got a whole T-shirt section on there for Pulp stuff as well. And a 48-hour turnaround for those guys, roostmx.net. Pulp Nation is a code to save. Great gra- great graphic company, guys. Uh, so I really appreciate that uh, coming on board with us. And FXR and Race Tech, of course, as well. TJ Albright, Privateer Island Pod. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about coming up. Um, you're from New York. Turned pro in 2018, so you've been at it a little while, some injuries and all that. Um, coming up, like, how'd you do at Loretta's and all that? And were you ever thinking, like, you know, I'm going to get a pro circuit ride, I'm going to I'm gonna crush it? Or was it one of those things where it's like, 
you know, I'm just going to try the best I can race pro and, and see how I do. Yeah, it was definitely one of those things where I kind of never. So growing up, uh, I had a really big BMX background. Okay. Um, I raced bicycles really heavily. I was on factory felt, um, factory hyper. Oh, okay. And then. Shit, look at uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then um, I got into dirt bikes around 2010, 2011. And I uh, just started like racing locally. Mm hmm. And then, you know, you go to, you go to Loretta's and then you go to a training facility and then, uh, best result at Loretta's was second one year. I actually, what's funny is when you guys talk about like your world bet stuff and stuff like that, yeah. uh, at Loretta's one year, I went nine, six, nine for second overall. Oh, stop it. No way. I swear. Yeah. Two fifty B limited. <laughs> it, like I always want to call in and be like, Oh, I got one to Dude, top it. That beats mine for sure. Yes. Yeah. Nine, six, nine, but, for uh, second overall and yeah, nothing really crazy as an yeah. amateur. I won like a few like those featured events, one K Rock, like local yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I did one year of A at Loretta's and I think I got top ten in my classes, but it was like, uh my dad was like, Well, what do you want to do? Yeah. And I was like, Well, I'm probably not gonna win like in order to get a factory ride, I'd have to win every single moto at Loretta's next year. Yeah. And that's probably probably not gonna happen because I was in like Justin Cooper, it was like Cooper, Hartraft, okay, uh, Challen Tennant, Mitchell Falk, Sean Cantrell, like all those guys. Yep. Jordan Bailey. And I was like, you know, like those are some good guys. Like I'm probably not gonna win six motos, so like let's just go pro. And my dad was like, All right, like let's do it. So that's kind of how it went. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting, right? And then yeah, working working your way through that. Um and you got on Yamaha last year? From what I said? Uh yeah, yeah. I, I rode Yamaha's as an amateur. Okay. And then when I had to do the to get my supercross points um ktm contingency and arena cross was like really really good yeah so i got a ktm for that and then i stayed on ktms for a little while mm -hmm. and then i switched to cowie for the contingency and supercross and then i was like man this thing's like kind of slow uh and i was practicing on a stock bike and then i had a really good company do my race engine mm -hmm. but it was yep. just like pretty slow and so i got a yamaha and i for my practice bike uh, last year I kind of did it myself. Like I got a GYTR head, a, um, piston and ignition and kind of just bolted it together myself for like a practice engine. And I was like, man, like this thing's pretty decent. And then, uh, yeah, last year I signed with the 3d guys and they had, um, a guy named Dougie doing their engines, 511 motorsports uh -huh. did the engines and it was really good. So like the big thing on the Yamaha was is the engine so strong which helps out a lot. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, on Yamaha's again this year. Are you uh, are you having any of these transmission problems that Philip speaks about? Yeah, I have I have a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something they're working on. I know that. Um, yeah, there's, like, but for, like, me and my situation, um, like, practice days and stuff, like, it's, what breaks them is the whoops. Like, yeah. that's what breaks them, and I always break fourth gear. So, like, there's some days where when the whoops, like, get cupped out and steep and slick, and they're hard. I like. I just have to, just you know, out. put the yeah. ego, yeah, put yeah. the ego aside, and I'm going around the whoops today because I can't. When I break a transmission, it's not like I have another engine to put in. Like I'm no. not riding for two weeks, so I have to, you know, be smart at the at the race. You know, I'm going to hit the things until my transmission breaks. But yeah. you know, practice days, I just I can't afford to not ride for two weeks, so I have to, you know, be smart and just go around the whoops. So you're telling me you can put, you can install a cylinder head, you can split cases and all that. Yep. Dude. do transmissions cranks anything that's, that's i mean look uh most riders can't even you know take take the damn cylinder head off or take a valve cover off that's pretty impressive your dad just taught you that or how'd you learn all that what's crazy i was actually like kind of self-taught so uh one year after daytona i broke a transmission on a ktm mm -hmm. and uh it was it was daytona 2020 so it was right before the indie round that got canceled yeah um I was like, man, I only have like 700 bucks in my account and that only covers, only covers parts. So I'm going to overnight these parts here. I'm not going to have enough money to pay anybody to do it. So I'm just going to have to figure it out myself. And so I took it apart with my buddy Dalen, who's actually Ferrandis's mechanic now. And okay. he, uh, was, that was his first year, like being a mechanic cause we grew up together. Okay. So he, uh, was working for me a little bit yeah. and then he was flying home on Monday night. So we took it apart together. I took pictures and then 
parts came in and I looked at the pictures on my phone, put it all <laughs> back together. And when I, when I, I started the bike and it like, didn't fucking didn't grenade on the stand. I was like, okay. And then when I put it in gear and it didn't go in reverse, I was like, all right, like I'm onto something. <laughs> Jeez, look at you. That's awesome, man. No, that's really impressive. I mean, look, uh, I, you know, some guys tell me they can do top ends and you're like, okay, all right. But I kind of, I'm skeptical of that, but to split cases and do transmissions and stuff and, and, and all that, that's yeah. Good job. That's awesome. So, yeah. although like you said, now you end up doing the work instead of, you know, not ha- instead of ha- hiring somebody to do it or whatever. So now you're doing more work yourself. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And too, like you know, I do know how to do it. De- like I, you know, I think a lot of the privateers are fairly like decent mechanics when it comes to just like daily maintenance and stuff like that. Um, but like with me knowing how to do top ends and do stuff like that, you know, then, you know, my good buddy, Luca Marsalisi is like, Hey, like, man, like, can you come over on Sunday and do a top end in my bike? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't want to, but I will, Okay, you know? So (laughs) then like, I'm doing more bike work because you know how to do it. I'm like, my biggest, biggest regret in life is learning how to do it or just telling people I know how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, you had to have fucked up the timing at some point on some bike. Uh, no, actually I've been, yeah, I've knock on wood. I have not. That's, that's pretty remarkable and, uh, and pretty cool for you to do that. Um, I I would tell Marcellusi to pound sand though. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, he's on Tyloob now, right? Yep. Yeah. I thought so. I, I, I can't, I have trouble keeping straight always, but I'm like, Hey, wait. Um, yeah, he wrote, he wrote all right in uh, Detroit. I thought, yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 he 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 did good in Detroit, and like, what's good about with having Luke is Luke is a really hard worker, and I'm a really hard worker, and we we feed off each other mm-hmm. like really in a good way. Like he's he's my best friend. Like what, and so we feed off each other during the week. Whether it's you know, it literally can be like, okay, who woke up earlier to do their bike ride? <laughs> and it's like little battles that yeah. we have with each other that yeah. like we don't talk about, but. And then she's always there. Yeah. Yeah. She's always there in the gym or on the track. And we, I truly feel that that's made us both better because at the end of the day, we pull off the track and we tell each other, good job, whether I beat him or he beat mm-hmm. me or whatever it is. And we're just striving together to be better. So it's, it's definitely helps both of us in that situation. But yeah, he, he rode good in Detroit and he's, he's has some test days tomorrow to get his bike a little better. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll do good in Arlington, too. The Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, the Hitman. I don't know where that came from, but somehow somebody Megawatt. Was it Megawatt? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I guess he got, like, a bad start at, like, a regional, and yeah. he, like, was coming through the pack, and <laughs> I Megawatt was just going crazy on the mic. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it, and we're like, that's it. He's the Hitman, and then he became the Hitman on all the shows and everything, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't take much to become, you know, have some sort of nickname for the, for the pulp world. So, yeah, zombie, yeah. hitman, all of it. Right, we just we just run with it. Um, so outdoors, yeah, you're not sure what you're going to do this summer. We'll see about the outdoors or whatever, uh, and then finish up Supercross strong and, and, and go from there. Do you um, do you think the 450 class, like main event guy? I mean, is that I mean, it's deep, it's stacked, but that's got to be. I mean, look, you're riding well. Um, you know, we saw Tristan Lane and, and guys like that. No offense to those dudes, get in main events. Like, there's some spots for you here. You could do this. Yeah, yeah. Main event's definitely the goal, right? Yep. Like, because at the end of the day, the goal is to to be in the spotlight in the sport, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. why I wake up every morning and work my ass off and show up to the track every day to ride is to be in the spotlight of the sport, no matter what class it is. But like the 450 class is oh, is gnarly. Like yeah. those, like you look at, yeah, I know Starling's getting a lot of shit from this past weekend, but like Starling is a good dirt bike rider. Oh, yes. Like, whether yes. he's been riding for the past month or he hasn't, like he knows how to ride a dirt bike. Yeah. And like those guys are, they're gnarly. So it's, it's one of those things where if you're in the, if you get a good start and you're, you're in position, like if I was, you know, running second for the whole race and, you know, I got passed or whatever and didn't, and felt like I rode good, Mm -hmm. but I didn't make it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like these guys are good. But then, you know, if I feel like I'm riding like crap and I'm just, you know, off the pace, I'm going to be upset. But yeah, the main is the goal 100%. And if the main's there, like we're going to go for it. And, uh, but also, I don't want to do something dumb trying to get into a main and then mm-hmm. get 19th in the LCQ and only get two points towards the pulp race yeah. because you know, I'm limited on rounds that I'm going to be able to do. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's a little bit. Yeah, you got to think about all this stuff, right? Kind yeah, of, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. So. Hey, when you ride at MTF, uh, I don't know who rides there necessarily all the time, but when the star guys come or, or when you go to Triumph or riding with J-Mart or whatever, there's sometimes, like, is it intimidating for you? I mean, you're right there, but do you get frustrated because you're like, God, like you talk about Starling, right? He's a great rider. Uh, you ride against guys that are just like, you're just like, God damn, look at that. Like, I'm just never going to be able to do that. Is that, does that ever come to your mind? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like definitely when I was, you know, earlier in my career, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we ride with the star guys, I would say at least once or twice a week. Like, Oh, okay. minimum. oh they come up that so, much, huh? To there. Yeah, yeah. Like we either go there mm-hmm. or they come here. Yep. At first it was, uh, like those guys would ride and then the MTF guys would ride when they were done. And then, uh, like middle of this off season, I was able to start jumping in and riding with those guys, which is a big help. Cause even if I'm the slowest guy, right. And I'm starting last or I'm starting first, it's a big help just yeah. to be out on the track with those guys. And it also helps when you go to the race and you know, you're in a practice cause you're not used to being a practice mm-hmm. cause you've been in B practice for so many years that, uh, you see, you know, Thrasher or Smith, the West guys, yeah. and you're like, okay, I ride with these guys every day. Like, I'm completely fine. But then it also sucks because when you're in the main event and you get the blue flag and it's one of those guys, you're like, <laughs> yeah. man, like, I have happened? to move out the right. way. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what happened? But also, I ha- I cannot be the guy yeah. that messes up Smitty or Nate because then I'm not going to be able to go and ride during the week. Like, yeah. Um, so it's definitely a fine line. Uh, but I was, I was actually talking to Smitty about that and he was like, dude, just don't worry about me. Just ride your race. Like I'll figure out a way around you. Yeah. Like don't be worried about messing me up. Cause then you probably are going to mess us up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's cool. It's it, again, it's humbling at times, especially yeah. like with coop, uh, coop on a fort, like coop there sometimes during the week, you're like, man, like, I don't know who, like, there's no way Jet's going to be faster than this. Yeah, like, Jet's yeah. not going right. to, like, there's multiple times this offseason, I was like, Jet is not going faster than that. Or even J. Coop, like, J. Coop can lay down a lap. Yeah, we saw um, that, yeah. Yeah, you're like, there's, like, I don't even know how he's, like, how, because when I'm out there, I feel like I'm riding the limit of the track. But clearly I'm not if I'm three seconds off or four <laughs> seconds off. So it's definitely humbling at times, but it's also good because you're like, hey, this is the pinnacle. Yeah. This is Cooper Webb. This is Justin Cooper. You know. Yeah. I mean, I've never yeah. been never been out there with Tomac out there because I think he kind of wants to keep to himself when he's there. Yeah. Which is you know that's his right. But uh, yeah, I would love to go watch Tomac ride the practice track and just destroy that thing. But uh, yeah, it's definitely gnarly with those guys. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like you're. You know, I mean, you look. You're a main event guy. Uh, you're in the mix. You're, you're qualifying through the heats. This kind of stuff. You're legit. You're a great rider. And then sometimes. You know, it's just like me, like, uh, I- I'm terrible, but this is a bad example. But, like, one time at Glen Helen, I was like, I saw AC out there, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fuck with him, right? I'm going to move over on him or just, you know, jack with him. And, like, he he's just in another universe than me. I'm not saying they're not in another universe than you, but I, I just I can't even do it because he's so much better than me. I can't even jack with him on the motocross track. And sometimes you're like, wait, I'm in the main events. I'm in the same race as that guy right there, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, how is he lapping me? How is he going around you know, uh, uh, one whole lap before before I can do it. Um, so yeah, sometimes I just think to myself that, you know, some of you guys must be just be like, God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, it's almost sometimes more frustrating, like at the race, like kind of what you were saying earlier, because there's plenty of days at the practice track where you're, you know, you're two seconds off and you're like, man, like I'm riding really good today. Or, Uh you know, you do a main with those guys and you don't get lapped or you, barely get lapped on the last lap and then you go to the race and you're like man like why am i four seconds off when i'm normally two or why am i five seconds off and then you know you're getting lapped with two minutes to go in the race and you're like what's different but those guys just whether yeah yeah whether they have one day on the track or a whole off season on a track they're just you know the intensity that they bring to the race is just that next level and i think that's also some like one thing like in my position that I'm still kind of looking for is to bring that next level to the race. Um, but again, I think it, it yeah. comes with time and you know, if it was easy, I think everybody would do <laughs> it. And it's just one of those things that just takes time. Look, there were plenty of days at Yamaha test track when I was wrenching that 
Yogi or Fairy or Villaman were the same speed as Chad. Plenty of days or faster, you know. One time Chad was getting his guy to film Yogi because Yogi was riding so well. Um, but then when we showed up at the race on Saturday, whether it's in Anaheim or Indianapolis or, or wherever, Atlanta, those guys, the guys like Chad and the guys like Coop and all, and you know, they, they bring it. They just, they just, they rise to the occasion, you know? Um, so it's, it's something that the very, very elite guys do. Um, and it's, yeah, it's gotta be humbling <laughs> a little bit. So. Yeah, it's definitely humbling. Well, I know it's crazy, Steve. So Yogi was, uh, like his kid was at MTF for a little bit oh, okay. and yeah. he, he was like, uh, he had a blue crew 450 and he mm-hmm. was just like out riding outdoors yeah. and I was just watching him like this, like I never thought I would see him ride like in person. Right. I was like, yeah. cause not that I watch or not that I was in the sport back then, but you know, like I watch old races. I'm yeah. a big fan of the sport. Like I yep. just love dirt bikes. And I was like, man, like this is so sick. And all the kids at MTF, like the younger kids, they're like, Oh, who is that? Like they literally have no clue. Yeah. And I'm like, he's literally beat Ricky Carmichael. And they're like, yeah. no, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, did he still look good on a bike? He, he always looked good on a dirt bike. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Just, he looks like he's just like, it's just a, he's doing a photo shoot at right. all times. Elbows are up. Style. Yeah. Elbows are yep. up. Perfect back, perfect style. All of that mm-hmm. stuff with Yogi. Forms just on point. Yeah. yeah. And dude, he's a hell of a nice dude. He, Yogi oh, is, yeah. is so rad of a human being, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's kind of, oh, that's kind of funny. That he, I didn't know Yogi was riding back. I didn't even know he was doing that. Uh, yeah, this was like a year ago, yeah, a year yeah. and a half ago. I'll have to text him and be like, hey, are you coming back or what's the deal? You know? Yeah, uh, or you're coming to Daytona. Yeah, yeah. well, he was going to – remember he came out to race the U.S. Open one year, like years after he hung it up, uh, and he raced the U.S. Open on Suzuki. And he was thinking about coming back, and he never did. But I was like, dude, Yogi's sick. He yeah. he was really talented for sure. Um, well, cool, man. Um, what else do I got for you? Let me see my list of questions here. I think I think that's about it. Um yeah. Well, listen, um, if you're if you're a listener and you're in the uh, you're in the area, you want to come to Vegas and sit in on a show, be a co-host. Let me know. Come on. Oh, up. Well, yeah. whenever yeah. I'll fly out there. Spirit. Um, I'll sit <laughs> back of the plane. Well, listen, I, definitely... I flew Starling out spirit. He got all mad at me. So <laughs> uh, if you put me if you put me on a Greyhound to come out there and co-host the show, I'll be there. Yeah. No, let's figure <laughs> it out. Let's keep in touch. I'd love to have you in. Be, I think it's cool to have a current racer always sitting in, you know, and talking about the tracks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it always helps the show out. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Good job this year. Uh, the Talon Hawkins, TJ Albright debates will continue. They will carry Perfect. on. Um, he, he did get the best of you in Glendale. So, yep. uh, but then you all qualified him. Was it a two? No, no, not a two. Cause you went to the LCQ. Uh, maybe it was a two. I don't know. I th- I feel like you all qualified him and I took a screenshot and get put it in our group text. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Uh, I don't know where it said. might've. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I know a one maybe, uh, uh, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego maybe. I don't know. I feel like you were ahead of him, just ahead of him, like literally like one spot ahead of him. And I screenshot it and then sent it my group text. and said, see, see. So, <laughs> uh, Anyways, though, but good. Yeah, good job to start this year. Keep it up. Uh, really, really impressive stuff getting the main event every week. And, uh, and yeah, TJ, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for uh, having me on. All right. Talk to you soon. See you. Later.